Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. Uh, not a lot to talk about this week, just reviewing the games. There's a little bit of news, but before we get into anything, we'll go ahead and get the question of the week out of the way. Uh, so the question this week is, what is a strong opinion you have on something that is completely unimportant in the grand scheme of things? And I mean, like, if... It's something that you super just disagree with at any level that's incredibly stupid. So I'll start it just to kind of give you guys an idea of what I'm thinking here. So the term open face sandwich. Oh, God. It, <laughs> what, a sandwich, we established this. We had a whole conversation about this, right? So a sandwich is things between two slices of bread. If you have a, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes here to establish my disgust at this word, an open face sandwich, you have food on a piece of bread. It's closer to a slice of pizza than it is a sandwich um, in pretty much all aspects. So that's one. I actually have another one related to food. Chewing with your mouth open. There are few things in my life that bring me <laughs> to the verge of violence quite like an adult chewing with their mouth open. That, uh, that's that's my two. Like, close your freaking mouth. And Angelo's laughing because half the time when we're on these microphones, he's chewing with his mouth open. And that's why he's giggling right now. Just that that was directed mostly at him. Uh, yep. Angelo, what about you? You know, like how you have a sidewalk and you have um, like cracks between each tile. Yes. I don't like stepping between them. Like on them or between them? Like the between the, the yeah the betweens the. So like you don't like want like like balance beaming down the middle of. Two tiles? Yep. Is there a reason? No, there isn't. There really isn't. Just, just you just don't mess with that, right? Just like, don't I just don't mess with it. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's just strange. We'll explore that more later on maybe the post show. Uh Austin, what about you? I have nothing. You have nothing? I there cannot think nothing. of a single thing. There is not a single thing. So, like, I went through, like, 30 things, like, while I was sitting here. So, like, um, I think that people that walk slowly should be forced to walk in a single file line. Because as someone who constantly has a case of the zooms, um, nothing drives me more insane than, like, walking around like the mall or just down the street and like people on the left like are passing me so I can't go around but I'm behind someone who has decided that the aisles of their local convenience store is the perfect spot for sightseeing like I don't want to be there <laughs> you don't want to be there knees to the chest let's both get out of here and move on with our lives why do people want to just meander through things get over it and get gone like it there's some so people want to stop and smell the roses Ryan. you just gotta accept that 
Yeah. You don't need to stop and smell the roses in the automotive section of your local Walmart. You don't. Or, or you um find someone you run into someone you didn't expect to run into. But that's not the worst part about the Walmart. The worst part about Walmart is when we added OGP. The OGP people have literal mini tanks to shop with. And they oh, that's park, so annoying. And they will park those in the middle of an aisle as they're getting something. Or the middle of, like, oh, oh it's just... Yeah, like, gig work, I totally respect it. It's great, it's cool, it's awesome. Yes. But, like, my god, they're everywhere now. Yes. Um, that's Because we're lazy. Lazy, yeah. No, and that's the convenience of it. I think the COVID pandemic really opened our eyes to how lazy we as a people are and i can't speak for the rest of the world because i don't know if they know most of them responded to the pandemic with actual like ideas um but yeah now it's like everyone you know is doing grubhub doordash and uber eats all at the same time um but you really can't think of anything like there's so many in this world really Austin doesn't have a strong opinion against freaking <laughs> NBA players. I know that. I don't think Austin has a strong opinion on anything. Not really. Weird. We gotta work I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky dude. We gotta get you angry. Um, so yeah, open face sandwiches. That's my that's my Mount Everest of worst things. Uh, but anyway, zoned out there for a second. Oh, you good? NBA news. Let's get into that. There's only two things I can think of off the top of my head, and maybe you guys have others. So we'll talk about them one at a time. And there's so little this week we can actually talk about them. So first up is the uh, uh, what team? The Phoenix Suns have informed Chris Paul that they are not interested in bringing him back to Phoenix. Oh, we're Correct. about to throw a dance party. No, 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 no. So this this opens up a free agent, and then otherwise, well, I mean, it's still a weak free agency class because Chris Paul is not Chris Paul anymore. Um, where would you like to see him go, and where do you expect him to go, given the fact that he still can do the basics of a point guard? at an above-average clip. He's still an elite passer. He's still good at reading the floor. Um, my Those first, almost sounded like compliments. My, almost. I think Chris Paul is overrated. I don't think he's a bad player. There's a difference. Um, so my first thought is if the... Los Angeles Lakers strike out on Kyrie and LeBron stays in L.A., there's LeBron's coming to Mavs. There's a chance that that's where Chris Paul will end up because, you know, LeBron likes to bring his friends to L.A., especially when they're old and not as good as they used to be. Um, and outside of that, like, who are you going to get that's better than him right now if you strike yeah. on Perry? So that's my first thought. Um, after that, maybe Boston? Maybe... I don't think I could see Boston. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be a good fit. Yeah, it would be a good fit. Yeah, it would. Um, Those were the two teams that 
jumped out at me, but I can't. Miami. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how the rest of the series goes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I had something else to talk about, but I accidentally deleted it, and now I can't find it again. So we're just going to move along to talking about the NBA Finals. Uh, so we've had two games played since our last episode, correct? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't do a bonus episode, right? No, so, we did not. Do you correct. want to talk about each game individually, or do you just want to coalesce them into one broad category? I mean, we can I think Angela's going to want to... Yeah. We're, we're sorry, what? You both talked at the same time, and I am dead. Combine it. We can... Combine yeah. it. Coalesce it. Let's go. Okay, so... Game three. Right. No, game mm-hmm. two. Game two. Game two. Game two. The one the Nuggets or the Heat stole. Yep. Uh, it really was just excellent coaching by Spolstra. They really did have a plan for the Nuggets, mm-hmm. uh, which was basically you know Nikola Jokic can go out and get you 30, 40, 50, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But that's not what makes Nikola Jokic dangerous. What makes it makes Nikola Jokic dangerous is that he can turn role players into scorers. He can go get his teammates 10, 20 points just off of his playmaking or his secondary playmaking. So what the Heat did was they went into a zone. And basically yep. the point of the zone was to take away Jokic's options and force him to shoot. It worked so well. I talked about Miami zone at one point before the final started, but go on, sir. We're going to talk about it more in a second because game three was interesting. So they kept Jokic, who, like, at this point, if Jokic doesn't have a triple-double, it's shocking to me. Um, They kept Jokic to four assists just by basically... Daring him to shoot every shot. Yep. Jamal Murray had an off game. Aaron Gordon wasn't great. Um, the weird thing is the Heat really didn't play that great offensively, but it was enough of a defensive effort to kind of stop the tide. And then the Nuggets have just, in this series so far, not been great in the closeouts. Um, I think they were outscored by like 40 points in the first two games in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, Miami has closed out games very well, at least games one and two. Uh, the thing I will say about the Nuggets in that second game was, I, I don't want to say they looked lost, but it was not the Nuggets we were used to. It was something was off fundamentally with how they were running their offense. Um, Going into game three, the Heat kind of got off to a hot start. And let's, hold on, let's time out, time out, time out. Because we can talk about this game, we can talk about these two games, but I want to talk about flopping. (laughs) Oh, no. I have never seen a player try so hard to sell light contact like Jimmy Butler. It's insane. 
it is absolutely insane. He makes James Harden and Chris Paul look like they're the perfect saints of players. Like, and he's got like Caleb Martin and Gabriel Vincent doing it. And it's just, it's pathetic. Why? Like, yes, it's working. You're getting to the line at an alarming rate. And the Heat have had more three-point foul opportunities than I think any team in the playoffs. Well, uh, yeah, definitely. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> but it's just absurd. Like, you breathe on them. And, like, there was one play in game three that did. I'm just going to, it really pissed me off because um, I think it was Gabriel Vincent went up. Uh, Jamal Murray went behind him. And, like, there's a light, like, light tap on his back. And he swings his legs forward so that he lands on his heels and then sets himself down. And it's like the softest landing ever. And this ESPN or whoever it is doing the broadcast, like it just needs to go back to TNT. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a clear foul. (laughs) As as we're seeing it in slow motion. (laughs) And it's the most egregious flop I've ever seen in my life. And I've watched James Harden and LeBron James. Um. And I've watched soccer, and this was worse. So, I cannot stand the way the Heat are playing because they're just trying so desperately to get to the line, which is fair. Like, if you're going to beat the Nuggets, that's probably the best way you're going to do it because they're not going to beat them in terms of pure talent. Like, I think even you, Angelo, who have picked the Heat, can agree with that. The Nuggets are the better team. Generally. So, yeah, I just, I wanted to gripe about that. Now, going into game three, Jamal Murray. Oh, boy. Did you, did you guys catch the game? No, I was already. I, I, figured, I figured you were already asleep. Austin, I didn't talk to last night. so I didn't, I didn't get a chance to. Okay. So, hold on. Let me take a little drink. Because I'm apparently going to be doing most of the talking this segment. Um, which, what else is new? Uh, so, Murray could not be stopped. Like, no matter what the Heat did, yeah, he was getting bad. to the lane. Just floater after floater after floater, over two, over three. Everything was dropping, and it really threw the Heat off their game plan. Mm-hmm. Because I don't... I don't think I saw the Heat switch to a zone until the third quarter, and it was only briefly because once Jamal's going off, that's yeah. Now you can't take that away. Yeah. And the the first Jokic had the first thirty point twenty rebound triple double in NBA Finals history. On top of that. Murray and Jokic combined for the first teammates to have 30-point triple-doubles, not just in finals history, but in NBA history. So the fact that you guys didn't see that game, it was historic. So go back, watch the VOD. It was great. Um, So that game, it really did look like the Heat were going to not necessarily run away with it. But... For the first two quarters, it was very close, and the Heat kept getting ahead. And it just, every time the Nuggets would close the gap, the Heat would go on a run. And every single time, the Nuggets would go on a run, catch up. 
and the Heat would go on a run, pull away. It was just back and forth, high stress. As someone who doesn't have a horse in this race, mm. it was bothering me because I guess my horses, I don't want the Heat to win because mm-hmm. I don't want this flopping rewarded, but. Mm, but yeah, that's the of, reason. That's the reason. Mm. Even as a fan of neither team, it's like I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Um. So, since you guys didn't catch Game Three, is there anything you want to add about Game Two? Well, I mean, like I said, just based on what I saw in Game Three, I will say this: it seemed like um, Bam and Butler were there, but they didn't have someone else to come along with the party, whether that be Struess or Vincent or Martin. And I think they were lacking that, at least from the outside, just from what I could tell. Is that how the game went generally? Like it was Butler and it was Bam, and it seemed like it it was sprinkled in with everything else, but there wasn't someone that could put the Nuggets away to go along with Bam and Butler. And that was kind of the strange thing about how the Heat were attacking in Game 3. Because whenever Aaron Gordon was not guarding Jimmy Butler, he was basically scoring at will. Like, there was, I think he was guarded by Bruce Brown on a play, Mm -hmm. or a few plays. Jamal Murray had him a couple plays. Um, KCP had him, and it just, they could not slow him down. But for whatever reason, they were not switching Aaron Gordon onto him. And Aaron Gordon has done so well against Jimmy this series when they've been matched up. I think Jimmy's only got, like, it sounds like a lot, but when you think about the time span, it's not. He's only scored 19 points against Aaron Gordon. So, and it's like, he. I think he's been guarded by Aaron Gordon the most, mm-hmm. which I think is like 21 minutes. I had it all pulled up earlier, but then I had to restart my computer when I got home, and I haven't been to pull it back up. Um so yeah, it was like 21 minutes and he scored 21 points. So why the Nuggets have gone away from that or why they've switched into almost, I don't want to call it a zone, but it kind of was a zone. There was a lot of double teaming going on. Um, and then the Heat players, which is something I talked about last week when I was saying, is it more likely for Jamal to go back to being Jamal or Gabe Vincent go back to being Gabe Vincent? The mm-hmm. key role players this game really didn't show up offensively or defensively. Yeah. Um, this game, actually, the Nuggets scored the most three-pointers with Heat players within five feet of them of any opponent of the Heat in this entire playoff run. They just weren't closing out on shots. They weren't getting to the Nuggets. They weren't getting around screens or under screens or however you want to play the screen. They weren't doing a good job at it. And then, like I said, the zone, which worked so well for them in game two, they didn't go into until the third quarter. And even then, it was very brief, it felt like. Um, so my has now that we're back to Denver having the home court, are you still on the heater going to win train? Yeah, no, 100%. The road is a lot tougher now. Because 
the the Heat did what they needed to do through the first two games in Denver. They took one in Denver. They did something LeBron and AD couldn't do. They did something that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant couldn't do. So that's the path you get to winning the series. Now, they came out in game three and they didn't... I mean, I can't say they didn't execute. They executed well in the first half. They didn't protect their home court. Like, ideally, I was hoping that Miami be up 3-1 at the end of Miami. But best case scenario now is 2-2, which means we might be in for a long series. I, I think so, we're definitely in for a longer series than I predicted. Not me. Uh, but again, like, the the Nuggets, it finally clicked for them defensively because this was one of the better defensive teams this year. Mm-hmm. And they finally, they held the Heat to 94 points. They scored 109 themselves. Didn't they, they hold the Heat in game one, two to under 100? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, 93 in game one. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, they're actually playing defense. They're not letting Caleb Martin, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent just shoot open shots because it's it reminds me like you're playing so we were playing 2k last week and we had that guy on the westbrook build mm-hmm. and i just stood in the paint and let him shoot because it's a westbrook build and he couldn't hit anything and i think right. that's like i don't want to say that's what these players are thinking because they obviously game plan the coaches do watch tape and you know let the players know hey this guy can shoot but it was almost like it's Gabe Vincent. Like, why are you guarding him? Double Jimmy. Why are you on Caleb Martin? Bam's in the post. Get on him. Like, it, it was almost like they were ignoring the threat of these players, and that was part of what was allowing them to score because, like, Duncan Robinson hasn't been relevant for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and now suddenly he's hitting again. But th- this man has barely played basketball in the last year. So it seems like they finally did figure out what they needed to do to um, slow those role players down. Now, will that continue? I don't know, because apparently NBA teams just find something that works, and then the next game they're like, eh, never mind, let's try something different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I still do not understand. If I were the Heat, I would have came out in zone, and I would not have left. I agree. No point. It worked so well in game game two. two. Um, Because that is how you need to beat the Nuggets. And then you just hope that Jamal Murray doesn't beat you in isolation. That's what I was going to say next. I still think the key to this series, regardless of what Nikola Jokic does, is how many borderline 40-point games is Jamal Murray. If Jamal Murray has four four borderline 40-point games, the Heat do not win this series. And we and we've seen it so far. In the two wins, Jamal Murray has eclipsed thirty points easily. So that that's my X factor to me is Jamal Murray. Yeah, and I think. think, Go ahead. I think either Jamal Murray or Aaron Gordon are going to be the X factor here, because Mm -hmm. Aaron Gordon is being called on to stop or slow Jimmy Butler. I think that that is because if you eliminate Jimmy Butler from the equation, oh, you win. And still win. It's regardless of if Jamal Murray scores 40 a game. Um, 
So, yeah. Uh, sorry, you were talking still. I was just going to say, I think at the end of the series, we are going to probably have a debate if the Nuggets win of who's worthy of the MVP, Jokic or Murray. And I have a feeling I'm going to be leaning heavy on the Murray side and you're going to be leaning heavy on the Jokic side. So we'll see. Uh, Austin, you've been I think then there. Yeah, I, th- I was going to say, I didn't have too much to chime in for the games. I didn't really get a chance to catch any of the highlights or the actual games. But I think that looking at just the stats, I think in the narrative, Jokic is going to get it, even if Murray plays better. Yeah. I I don't know if I can argue Murray has played better than Jokic, but I, I it's, it's weird to say. I just think Jokic is what Jokic is, and he's going to do what he's mm-hmm. going to do. I just think Murray coming along for the ride is more pivotal than so, Jokic doing what Jokic is going to do. Because he's going to do it regardless of if Murray comes or not. So that kind of highlights, like, the the player that is Jamal Murray. So, like, after mm-hmm. the game, right? So if, if you go to, like, L.A. and Anthony Davis is doing a post-game press conference, right? So they just, they just lost a game, won a game, whatever. He's going to walk out onto that stage, sunglasses on, like, a strange, like, fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray walked out wearing a plain t-shirt and sweatpants. Yep. Just completely unassuming because he is the, like, shadow here. Like, the light is Jokic. He's the shadow. And those two, they've been playing together forever. Like, it, it feels like they haven't been in the league that long because Jokic's emergence was pretty quick, like, in terms of being the best player in the NBA. Jamal Murray, we missed so many seasons of him with injury that we kind of forget how long he's been in the league. And those two, just the chemistry they have, like the two-man game, whether it's pick and rolls, pick and pops, just knowing where each other is at all times on the court, um, just the way they play off of each other is just... I don't know if there's been a better two-man duo in terms of efficiency between those two players because like right now Murray and Jokic are averaging more points rebounds and assists on a better efficiency than Shaq and Kobe did so like think about that like think about how dominant they were in those playoff series and Jokic and Murray are more dominant than that so I hate you why why I literally had that picture pulled up it was the stat (laughs) difference between the two you're welcome. Um, I actually don't have it pulled up. I just remembered that from something I read earlier. Um, yeah. No, they're a great duo. They are an amazing I, duo. I'm, and but the thing is, like Murray is half of that, but we don't acknowledge that because Jokic is that good. Yeah. And and so, like we, I don't want to say we because like those of us that follow the NBA, like we know how good Jamal Murray is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like if you flip on ESPN in their off season football talks, uh, when they're like, Oh yeah, Jamal Murray had an amazing game. No, Jamal Murray had a Jamal Murray game. It's just, y'all aren't paying attention. So I don't know. I I think that Aaron Gordon is going to play a bigger role in whether or not the heat win another game. Because he has the 
most important job out there right now. Um, if the Heat are to win, it's going to require more from Bam on both ends of the floor. Because I think Jimmy's played pretty good. You will not hear me say he's played good. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> and I don't really think, like, compared to the rest of his playoff performance to this point, I don't think he's played good in this no. No, no, he's definitely struggled against Denver more than he has against He's been objectively bad. <laughs> yeah, because even in, like, Gabe Vincent and Bam had more points than him. Um, game one. Game one was atrocious. Well, in game two. Jimmy only had 21 in game two. He played 40 minutes and had 20 points. And I don't remember what his shooting splits are, but I don't remember them. He was 5 for 15, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, he's yeah, they're not, not good. good. He's not had a good playoff series. So... Like, that brings the question, like, narrative, sure, he should get it. And, I mean, there's more games to play if they win. Oh, yeah. Um, but Are you concerned if, that Jimmy will flip the switch in the middle of this series and go back to what we've seen in the first, second, and third rounds of the I mean, Eastern? I don't know if it's enough to overcome it because he had... I think it near, is. He had damn near 30, and, yeah, he had 28 in game three. I don't think it's enough because I don't... I think the role players have regressed to what they are. We'll see. It was a great Cinderella story. It was the Cinderella story I wanted from Sacramento, but it's a great Cinderella story. <laughs> but this guy. This I, guy. I, they, they, Max Drews had one three. He hit one three. That was his only basket, was a single three. Like I, It was in the first quarter. I remember it vividly. Uh, maybe it was the second quarter. Either way, I remember it vividly because I was like, oh, man, they left Struce open. And then I didn't realize until after the game when I looked at the box score that that was the only shot he made. Um, Kyle Lowry is old. Like, yeah. he's. It, I, I'm not going to say he's a non-factor, but at this point he's... He's he's the veteran presence. He's there, and he's there to facilitate. He's... Um, he did, he went, like, he was very aggressive on rebounding. Mm -hmm. He didn't, I mean, he only had three, but it was, like, every time the ball was, like, he was going for a defensive rebounding, like, he was right, and, like, he was jumping through Jokic, Jovic, mm -hmm. uh, Adebayo, like, anyone that was in the paint, like, he was trying to get that ball, and it was kind of, like, I don't know, I, I haven't liked Kyle Lowry for a while, I don't remember what it was. He's regressed pretty bad. Man. I think it was him. There was something like he was crying after a playoff series to a ref, like ridiculously. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't like like that. Um, you don't like crying to the ref? Yeah, he doesn't like crying to the I, ref. I don't like people that... So there was actually a video I was watching today. And it was on like... It, it was a basketball video, but it was on, like, personal development, and I don't remember mm -hmm. how I got it. I have weird YouTube recommendations. Mm -hmm. and it's like, how to, respond to, how to respond when you make a mistake, and it was a play of LeBron James, and it, it, it's kind of cherry-picking because we all know LeBron has stopped to complain to refs before. Oh, but yeah. He yeah. drives to the lane, he goes to lay it up, and he drops the ball. Like, he loses the ball. Yeah, he gets swatted on the arm, and he just turns around, sprints down the court, contests the shot, and then sprints back down the court and hits the three. And it's like nothing drives me more insane. Lance Stevenson on the Pacers was notorious for this. To being upset at a call, 
so you just stay and you don't play defense. Like, go play defense, wait for the whistle, and then go talk to the ref and say, hey, why didn't you call this? Like, what is your reasoning? Explain it to me, and maybe I'll understand. Why was this not a foul? But when you're just sitting there with your arms in the air, angry, that body language, like, as a teammate of a player like that, I, I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> and so that's the long and short of why I'm not a fan of Kyle Lowry. But I had to respect him because even at his age, like, the man is not a very large man. Um, but, yeah, he was just throwing himself into the mess, trying to get rebounds. He only got three, but I do respect the, like, attempt at being a cannonball that he was doing. Um, I get that. Austin, has the first three games changed your opinions on how you think this series is going to go? No. Nope. Oh, the only thing I was wrong about was the game that Miami takes, but I think it's Nuggets from here on out. Interesting. Yep, <laughs> I called Nuggets in five. I thought they were going to win game three, but they won game two, so I'm still sticking to it. Hmm. That's crazy. So who do you think... Let's just do a fun little thought experiment just because, like, we were talking about it. Who do you think are your, not your X-Factors, because that's too easy. Who is your Andre Iguodala of the series? Who is the one that's going to make a difference that isn't a marquee name that you're going to hear every night on ESPN? Who isn't the highlight reel? Like, if who there's isn't a player, the highlight reel? Yeah, like the, the unsung player? hero? Yeah, who is the player that wins this series for whatever team you think it's going to win for, or do one for both, that's for, just not who you expect? For me, for Denver, it's it's Aaron Gordon, because he he really is going to have, or he should, we'll see how Denver approaches it moving forward, but he should have an impact on how Miami does offensively. And for Miami, it's getting someone to come along with Bam and... Jimmy, whether that's Max Strews, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, maybe Tyler Hero, if he comes back, can be that. But someone needs to come along with them if Miami is going to win four games in this series. So for me, I agree with Aaron Gordon. I was yeah. strangely like in my head, like my first thought, even though this doesn't make sense because he does not play enough, um, was Jeff Green. I don't know why. It just <laughs> seems like. It seems like he's the kind of guy that's going to come out in, like, in a, like game seven, and he's going to drop, like, a 30-piece just out of nowhere. Um, Christian Braun's had a really good playoffs for the... Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. For the Heat, it's questionable, but I really think it, we're going to stick to the veteran because the Iggy player, I think it would be Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love has been a... Miami? Interesting. So I I don't think necessarily so much as a box score type of player. Right. Kevin Love has been a voice of reason in that locker room. I think the veteran presence can't be understated. He's a winner. He's been there. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the only player on that team with a ring. Yeah. Um, Lowry? Lowry. Yeah. Ah, yeah, Lowry. Lowry, you're right. I don't acknowledge that ring. Don't ask why. I oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Udonis Haslam. It's... Well, Has- Haslam. But Haslam should just be, like, the governor of South Florida. 
Um, no, so I don't, it's not that I don't acknowledge the Lowry ring because I don't acknowledge the Raptors ring. I don't acknowledge the Lowry ring because Kawhi Leonard won it for him. Okay. That is uh, stupid, but okay. Yeah. I didn't but... say it was smart. I just was explaining why I said that. Um, okay. But. Fair enough, I guess. I mean, how how many times, like, think about those years, the DeMar, Lowry, Raptors. Competitive, yeah. competitive, competitive, competitive. Can't do it, though. And then, you know, Kawhi comes in and has a freaking MVP caliber season. Hits that freaking buzzer beater. 76ers. Yep. Like, that was like really you don't need to give the ring to the rest of the team. Kawhi got that. Give it to him. The rest of you go home. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty disrespectful to Toronto, that whole Toronto organization. It's incredibly disrespectful, and you know, pissing off the largest fan base in the NBA probably not the smartest idea. But look, you got the ring. The fans deserved the ring. <laughs> we don't just, claim him. I'm just saying, Kawhi carried. Um, wow. But outside of that, uh, probably Caleb Martin. He seems like the most likely of the role players to keep up a high pace of play. Someone has to. Yeah. Someone, Someone has, has to. to yeah, because if if this is just Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and no one else is scoring in double figures, this it doesn't like the series is yeah. over. Yeah. Because there's not a night where the Nuggets aren't going to have three or four players minimum in the double figures. It's just not going to happen. So when is Tyler Hero slated to be back? Because I don't think he played last game, game, did he? No, he did not. It was supposed to be game two. I'm not then game three. Ever since... Uh, not cleared through about game four. Oh, man. So basically, I'm not going to lie, as soon as like you started playing as Tyler Hero in 2K, I have just blocked out Tyler Hero from existence. <laughs> um, you have not experienced it, Austin. Austin, I've I've read the group chat. Austin, tell him, tell tell him how that feels. He's a hero. <laughs> um, Funds. Okay. But they're also missing. So the Heat are just missing a couple. Because Oladipo, it would be a good piece to have during this game, this series. Um. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Is, is he out? Like out, out. Depot. Yeah, is he? Is he? I'm pretty out? sure. Yeah. I think he tore his ACL or something like that. Again. I think it was something more serious. Well, I mean, he did that. What happened to What happened to Victor Oladipo? Is the first thing that comes up. Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, the people listening at home are yelling at it because they don't care. Because Torn patellar know. tendon. Oh, he's, he's done for the season. He is done. Right. So yeah. Uh that's rough. Hate to see that. Yeah, no, whether you like a player or not, you don't ever want to see injuries. Yeah. Especially oh. like knee injuries. Y'all remember uh what was the what was the Warriors backup point? What was the Warriors backup point guard? Sean Livingston? On Livingston, yeah. 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 I when I like really want to feel nauseous, I just go watch the 
knee injury videos of him. Ooh, poor guy. Yeah, it was. I mean, quality player, very yeah. high quality player for a uh, bench point guard, but um. What? Um, I'm trying to remember because remember I said I had something written down and then I deleted did. it. No, and I, I, you weren't paying attention. You never Probably paid not. attention to me. That's part of the problem with our relationship. What? What? Austin's like your best friend, man. Come on. Like, you, you, you're just so numb and indifferent. Austin. Yeah, he, he, like we're gonna have a therapy session real quick because like you have I've had a rough week. <laughs> you have not, not been great this week. You've not, not been great. You've been. Didn't they teach you to be nice to people in therapy? <laughs> you have been a you have you've been such a jerk that you've sided with Angelo in some of our conversations. That's not cool. Well, below the belt. Do you do you want me? Do you want to know how to fix that? Have a take I can support. And then you won't even join in on the the dunking on Adam. That is true. You did not join in on that. And what what's going on? What is going on? I just I'm saving it. Saving it for what? You're saving it for when we're streaming and and yeah. I I am disappointed because like. You told me you were gonna like make jokes this entire episode, and I have heard zero jokes. He made a hero pun. That's not a a pun. Is a pun is like a cheap shot. Like it's a cheap joke. Like it's funny, but it's like not. It's like a jump scare. Like yeah, it's scary because you put loud screaming things in front of you, but it's not actually scary. Psychological horror is actually scary. Like psychological comedy is abuse but it's also abuse it's abuse (laughs) like when you think about it speaking of that since you announced we're streaming um Mm -hmm. from the sounds of it you're the point guard and i'm the small forward and that's about the only thing that's on lock right now yeah everything well you're gonna play either the four or the five yeah yeah it just depends on if adam decides to make a four or a five you're filling that other role um there will be other games besides 2K, though, so... And we True. will do games that are not just sports games. Just... I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. The point that we're making is Angelo only plays sports games. I say we we wrap up here and just... We haven't done a, like, post... Start episode. a bonus? Yeah, we haven't done... I a, got a lot of things to say about it in the bonus. That works. So. Open gym. So, hey, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh-huh. Uh, we will see you next week. Um. We're going to stick around and we're going to record a bonus episode, post gym, whatever it's called. Open gym. Sure. Uh, so you'll hear from us immediately after this, but you won't hear from us immediately after this because the episode won't be out unless you listen to this episode later and then the open gym comes out and then you can listen to both back to back. And that would be. I'm just I'm just going to make this clear. Uh-huh. This is coming out on Sunday. The open gym comes out on Monday. OK, hey. so if you listen to this on Monday. So if you're listening to it on Sunday, listen to it again on Monday and you won't have a time break. It'll be like you never left us. Yep. So listen to this episode twice. 
There you go. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one. See you.